Welcome, 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 Canes fans. This is your host, June. I'm here with Steve OTDD. Oh, man. We got a, we got a long one today. It was rough, bro. It was, it was very rough, as you guys know. It's a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday evening, getting late. It's almost 10 o'clock here on the East Coast. Um, and this is obviously, you know, the podcast after the flip score of 62 to 26. Again, 62 to 26. Um, Canes fall to 8 and 2. Tar Heels climb up to 8 and 3. And, and there's a lot to unpack here. There's a lot of opinions. There's a lot of emotion that went into watching this as a fan. And, um, you know, obviously we didn't want to hop on the podcast Saturday, <laughs> uh, Saturday night or even Sunday. I had to do the film review. And uh, I'm sitting there cutting clips, and I, I'm just I, my baby's behind me, rubbing my back, just like baby, stay strong. Cause I was going through it, bro. Seeing players like Frierson play the way he did, bro, broke my heart, bro. Like it really did. Like we had players that just was just way too flat. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, nobody came out of that locker room ready yeah, to like yeah, play with pride, like we mentioned, kick some ass. Senior day, like play for your guys, yeah, yeah. Harley. Play for your guys, Harley. Screaming on the sideline, trying to get people hype. Everybody's mentioning it. They see everybody who's at the game, notice that you know Harley's trying to get people engaged, and they're saying that you know he was getting nothing back in return. So that's very frustrating. Now, I'm looking at somebody sideways. If it's senior day for me and you're not giving your all, uh, I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, if there's any time where you really want to put on a show you know it's that homecoming game in high school yeah. senior night in high school senior night in college even last you know last year senior night uh louisville we blew louisville out even though you know last year turned out to be what last year was you know we still senior day took care of business yeah there was still the level of importance of you know playing for your brother knowing that this could be his last time scoring a touchdown here in the stadium playing in the stadium you know making making a play maybe even in their career who knows you know obviously i'm not saying that we 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 got a bunch of guys that aren't going to go anywhere but there are seniors that you know their career is not football in the long term and i just think it's it's a disservice to to your teammates to come out on a saturday you know you got your new jerseys there's all this hype around you know we're custom cleats we've been tweeting all week about how Iowa State, Georgia, Cincinnati are getting all this love. You know, college football playoff committee doesn't like Hurricane. Listen, at this point, I don't think neither you or I can blame the college football playoff committee as far as their opinion and their views on the Hurricanes, and yeah, I think it's up to us to change that. Yeah, it was. It, we made them right. Um, we, we were supposed to keep making them wrong. Um, so, as you guys, as you said, 62 to 26, we allowed 778 yards. I broke my pen jotting that down. And he has jewels. He had to pass me a new pen. Like I broke my pen writing that shit down. 778 yards. Okay. The worst in school history. Okay. Worst rushing yards allowed in school history. We allowed their running back, Michael Carter, 24 carries, 308 yards, and two touchdowns. Their second string running back. Javante Williams, 23 carries, 236 yards, three touchdowns. Together, they rushed for over 530-something yards. That was the most in FBS history. So uh, like, yeah, F and BS. That was the most F and BS <laughs> <Straight up. laughs> that I've and ever like, seen. So I'm looking at 
the staff and it's just like okay manny this defensive staff was a part of the debacle at fiu that's the first time we were on the wrong side of history now this second time we are on several wrong sides of history so, and this is more of a national thing. Like that, that FIU thing that hit home. We played at the bowl at the OB state, you know, par, uh, Marlins location, Park. Marlins Park, and that one hurt home because it was like, wow, you're gonna really let a team one like FIU do what we got to, you know, do what they had to do against us. But this is a national scale. Everybody's watching this game. You win this game, and you could be playing on New Year's Day, like New Year's Six Bowl for sure. Like, come on. And, yeah. but, but there was no, no fight. And no the effort. thing is, we're we're like I said, it is Tuesday. I mentioned it's Tuesday because <clears throat> I wanted everybody to acknowledge the fact that we did have to take time to decompress. We didn't want to speak off of straight emotion. So if we smile and laugh about it now, it's not because, <laughs> you know, we, we, yeah. we've got over it each each other. And I'm glad that we actually, I guess, couldn't get to do the preview. We do apologize, you know, for not being able to get a preview out there for for you listeners. Um, things happen we can't always control but i mean looking at the game on saturday i was like i don't know what i would have said here in this preview that yeah, we, got, <laughs> we got spared i got spared i would have been talking hella shit we got spared. Or just something because you know everything leading up to this game you know pointed towards us you know taking that next step mm-hmm. um so that step going the other way um definitely you know was harmful um so the, the two steps yeah like it takes two steps three steps backwards in my opinion um, so before we get into, you know, coaching staff, any of that, you know, so, you know, for defense, like defense is going to have to take the whole podcast because, you know, it's just horrible. So we'll get to the offensive side of the ball, which, you know, that 26 points, you know, was deceiving. Like there was time like it was 21 and three in the first quarter, 31 and three, you know, going into halftime, you know. And it's just we were, you know, we kept just saying. I, I tweeted it so much times. I kept quoting the same tweet. I was just like, "We need offense needs to score this drive. Offense needs to score this drive." On the very first play, Lashley motions Pope over to the hash, double stacked on the hashes. Bro, post route. I'm talking about two steps inside of his defender, two steps ahead of his defender. That ball, four yards, five yards underthrown as he's slowing down so in stride if you wanted to lead him that ball is 10 yards short you cannot have that from from De'Ara King like those are shots that we need to have like the very first play of the game a 76 yard touchdown to Mark Pope like that would have been crazy and it just sets the whole tone for you know hey if the defense wasn't going to come out with any you know attitude we that would have put some there. attitude in there. For, you know, it would have made the defense have to come out with some type of spark. Um, obviously, you can't hold the the offense accountable for for having to uh, change the mood of the defense. But, yeah, but you know, it is a team s- game, gotta score. Yeah, and you got to make plays. Just like the defense had to make the stops that they didn't, yeah. we had to make the opportunities that most yeah, of. Just, yeah, just like, look, NC State. Defense made no stops throughout the For game, sure. <laughs> and then they made one at the end. You know why? Because the offense kept responding. responding. Virginia Tech, we, right? We never Virginia responded. Tech second half this year. I mean, we saw a different defense, and the defense just—you saw that the offense was like, okay, if you if you can stop them, we'll come take that lead. And then we took it, and they never got it back. And that was the that was the you know uh, the complimentary. playing off, yeah, complimentary playing off of each other. There was. I mean, it was complimentary as, as as F, excuse my language, if you want to put it, both sides of the ball. I mean, we didn't see horrible 
offensive showcase this week, but far from what this offense yeah, is capable of. Yeah, I mean, of. nah, come on, man. Like, I, 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 the stats and even the, you know, Derrick King won 18 of 30. Be- for 239. Beautiful post route he threw to Brevin Jordan, though. Yeah, no, nah, that's I, I, he, I he fixed him. his pro. No, nah, it's not. He the, made the adjustment. It's not the adjustment, bro. It's a totally different pass. The, the, yeah. so I put a montage of all the post routes King has hit. And they're always on the receiver, like how he hit one to Brevin. He's he's a great spot thrower, um, but he's yet to throw that pass where he just leads a guy and he runs under it, and and, and, and you know catches it and keeps going for a touchdown. So um, that's the problem. Um, he's a great thrower, but he needs to throw a little bit more anticipation and let it go a little earlier uh, to let guys run under it. Um, he has to throw that ball within 20 to 25 yards. Instead of letting a guy like Wiggins or Pope get 40 yards down the field and then trying to chuck it, yeah. because um, it's just too late at that point. Um, but offense, like you know, Deer King was our leading rusher, 11 carries for 53 yards, ran physical, was running through linebackers, so you know he was all in. Yep. And then you know our second leading rusher, Cam Harris. You want to know how much DRG had? <laughs> 24. He wears 23. <laughs> he won <laughs> Like we 2. had 2.4 a carry. Yeah. So like there was no. Like offense, I mean, it's just embarrassing. Really, offense did not do just like, embarrassing. Much to me. And you know, you have to you have to look at the defense and and attribute you know the play from the offense uh, a little bit to the defense because one, I mean, your offense is not supposed to have to score sixty points to win a game. Yeah, but you, you need never. first downs. You but need, you do need first downs, I understand. You need to respond, some type of points. Like we showed no type of <sighs> Yeah, fight you're right, but but twenty one to three in the first quarter, but the, the defense, defense is reeling. Uh, yeah, I'm not discuse, like excusing the defense. They're reeling. As an offense, yeah. you need to, you know, make sure you go out there yeah. and make it twenty one to ten. So in the second quarter defense, like, all right, you know what I'm saying? It's so So, an, so let me ask you, I mean, what did you see from the offense first half? What did you see that was uh, the main reasons we weren't able to get it started, get those first downs, and keep drives alive? It was it was like every time we got out there, it was three plays. Yeah, back so off the, field. the running game was, unless it was Deer King, it just wasn't there. And so we wasted downs, early downs on that. So they got us backed up, third and longs. Yeah. Uh, we went for it on fourth down one time. We gave it to Donald Chaney Jr. And he went straight up the, up the middle. And he missed a hole. Who was that left. linebacker? Who's that linebacker they have? Um, Chad Surratt. Yes. Yeah, their former. And he met him in the middle. Yeah, he met Chaney in the middle. Um, but to that left side was wide open. I got freeze frame on it in the film review. Like that would have been, you know, almost six. And those are the little differences. Obviously, as a freshman running back, true mm-hmm. freshman. Those are the things that. they have to learn. Jalen um, Knighton struggled with that as well. Four yards. Uh, excuse me. Five yards. Uh, four four carries. carries. I mean, I don't care what kind of offensive line you have. It, you know, last week or, or the time that we were on the podcast before this one, you know, and, and even after this, we saw the comparisons and, and we heard the Frank Gore, you know, and you see it. I'm not taking it back or anything like that. But when you get four carries, Frank Gore is going to find a way to get more than five yards rushing. He doesn't care who's blocking for him. Yeah. So, things like what you mentioned, that fourth and one, <laughs> we didn't even, we couldn't even get that. Um, yeah, it, it was just not going our way all night. 
And, I mean, honestly, on offense, there, there's not much to talk about. We, we know that when you can't run the ball, you're not going to be able to keep drives alive and put up points um, to win games. Yeah, I mean, the stats might look pretty if you're Brevin Jordan, you know, six catches, 140 yeah, yards, and touchdown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like he, he got that one 76-yard uh, touchdown on the post route we were just talking about. And, you know, you have Harley, you know, who had six catches and 77 yards mm-hmm. and a touchdown. Um, great. Shout out to Mike Carley for that touchdown. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. quit. Man. Yeah, shout out to Pope on that. They, they ran a Pope, they ran a pick play, bro, and both of them went with him. He was turning around looking like that was those are the type of plays I like. You know, he's looking, turning around looking like that's a design pick play. Yeah. That's like Lashley putting Harley in a spot on senior day. Here's your touchdown. Make sure you execute. So like as soon as I saw Pope's head turn around, like I knew it was a pick play, and he like went upfield, mm-hmm. and I seen Harley coming around, and bro, he bent that corner so quick, bro. I saw, like, in live action, I was watching the outside, and I saw Harley bending back out. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a touchdown. That's a touchdown. The inside guy went with Pope. The outside guy went with Pope. It was so easy. I love that. Just, you know, give one of our best players a design touch, you know, that's that's supposed to work. And, you know, just get it to him. So yeah. I like I like the execution. I like, you know, the hard work that can mention on the outside, you know, getting your guy open. You know, I like the line, you know, doing enough to make sure King could throw it. I like King putting it on the money. So, you know, that was a great play. Um, but two, at least we made two two-point conversions. I guess we have to bring up the interception. It was frustrating for most because at that point of the game, it was like I didn't even care. It, personally, I was like, Pass interference or not, we're talking obviously the, the the deep ball to D Wiggins. Yeah. Um, some argued that he didn't go up and fight for it enough, I like they always that. do. Um, you know, some are, are saying that it was pass interference, which it was. It um, was. There was people like me that said, you know, I don't care if it's pass interference. I clearly see it, but it, it's just ridiculous. There was no like, it's not on D Wiggins that play. Of course not. It's not on King. It's a great throw. No, nah, it was. It's like, just, he was behind. He it, was behind the DB by like three steps. I get you. You got to put that ball. Out in front. I get you. Like that's but a touchdown. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, a call does need to be called. And yeah, you know, that, sure. that negates a lot. So uh, you could say, you know, the, the throw has to be better. But we've said that so much. And, you know, you're That's not going to always get a perfect ball as exactly. a receiver. Exactly. You've got to go do your part. Which he, which he did. He ran up and elevated. He literally right. jumped up with one arm. I slow-moded and zoomed in for everybody. He literally did not have his right arm for the whole play. Literally, his arm, he didn't get, like, he tried to corral the ball two times. And you literally see the guy holding his arm. Mind out. you, the ref. And the ref it's is right looking there. right at it. I freaking like put it, I <laughs> screenshotted it and then I drew the arrow of his line of sight looking right at it. And it's just like do D Wiggins try to corral that ball two times on his way to the ground and then he hits him trying to get the ball, he hits it right into the DB's chest. And the DB grabs it, and that was the one only time he let Wiggins' arms go. And then as Wiggins falling down, he tries to rip it out and it was two out. Like you have to make that call. Like that's the pat. That's the definition of passing defense. He's not, he, ACC, he didn't turn around. He ACC gets there before. referees, and it sucks that you know this is the way real life works. When you're down, whatever we were down or whatever the score was at the time, it, it was like if we scored that drive. If it was if we scored that drive, you know we could have potentially been flirting. You know with coming with back. the comeback for sure. And there was times where we flirted with it, but it was never something that the outside eye took anything serious to you know what i mean it was yeah. the fans that, that pick, felt like that, yeah that this pick. is a way but everybody in the country is looking at this game like yeah this one's over quick 
Yeah, and you DJ know, Ivy. Uh, We'll talk we could just that. we could just go to defense, bro. I, I have nothing else to say on the we'll offense. They, uh, I mean, final thoughts on the offense, I guess, uh, would be. I'm, I'm gonna miss you, Mike. I'm I hope he comes Mike. back, but you know, he if the the money's out there for Mike, uh, definitely come, uh, definitely go and get it, fam. Uh, if the money's good for you on your likeness, uh, shit, get that too, fam. Get it all. Uh, Broward County star right there. Sir. So what's the best one? Yeah, we just want these guys to win at the end of the day. It's you nothing personal over here. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna cry about it like some people do. <laughs> yeah, but like, <laughs> straight up, like offense, like final thoughts would be, you know, we just need to execute a lot better. I mean, I I thought Lashley could have schemed up something a little earlier. You know, it's 21-3, and we were running, you know, basic plays that could work or should work. Um, but you need to dial some surefire shit. Like we we need a first down. Right. Like I need I need your best play. I didn't think I saw his best plays during the first quarter. Um, so if I had anything to say about that offensively, I would have been like it probably took too long. Yeah, definitely to didn't try to do something. Didn't get into any type of rhythm, you know, and 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 help ourselves um, feel that flow. Um, I I think that. You know, it's unfortunate. I, th- I feel like that's that's what this season has been in a sense of there's been a lot of good and we've been happy and we've had, you know, the great reactions. We've had the uh, this needs work. But at the end of the day, this team is not ready. You know what I mean? And and the offense is not ready yet. I do believe with another year of working out together, I do believe with another year with this new coach in a system, um, working with his guys day in and day out. In the off season, hopefully we can get closer to a to a truer off season. I don't think it's going to be as true as you know years past, but a little more work, and we'll see the improvements for next year, so that we can go ahead and execute in which we're expecting. You know, we've executed, we've executed greatly there at times this year, but we've seen at times this year in the early season where the wide receivers were getting the brunt because they weren't doing their thing or people felt king wasn't making the throws as we pointed out he wasn't making the throws uh, outside of numbers and, and deep balls and we're seeing it now it's just a true you know this team is is truly not there yet that's that's what i'll take from it but i know that it's a work in progress and and they've done a great job getting better and better you're never going to be able to put up points with this team if you're getting the ball ran down your throat for 500 yards um, yeah. So it could have been better offensively if the defense didn't play as bad, in my opinion. But it, like I said, I think it's just uh, what kind of season we 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 are. It, it's what we are right now, and we're not great. We, we're working at it though, and <laughs> you and I are going to be Canes fans until we are. So it's a good thing. Yeah, bro. I mean, since you're bringing it up, so like defense. Let's just get into it. We have two seniors on Senior Day who played so atrociously. And Zach McLeod and Amari Carter. Um, Zach McLeod ran out of the way so many times. I did the film review. He literally, there was times where the person who was supposed to block him, like from North Carolina, was looking at him as he ran by and went up and picked up a safety. Looking at him like, what the hell is he doing? Like, straight up. Like, I literally stopped in slow-mo. He's looking at Zach McLeod like, uh, okay, I guess I'm going to just keep going upfield with my running back. Like, <laughs> where were you going? 
um, young linebacker Sam Brooks doing the same thing. They kept running the same counter play. They literally ran counter, 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 counter. And our young linebackers flag Brooks kept biting the opposite end and leaving for gaping holes. Bubba had 13 tackles. He missed like four. I can't even blame him, bro. Like, who the hell wants to get 20-something tackles a game? Like, <laughs> like I mean. Trying like, to chase down the back side. Like, yeah, and it's just like some of the tackles Bubba made, he ran downfield to make. You know, he he made like two or three touchdown-saving tackles just for somebody to, you know, run the ball in and get a touchdown again the next play. So that that's so demoralizing. And just Amari Carter getting trucked two times. Uh, in one game is something I don't think I've ever. I think that thought. comes back full circle. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I, think I that just, comes back. Full no, circle. I mean, come on, all the jokes about Carter, you know, you know, targeting and stuff. But you know, he's always been a hard hitter. For he's sure. always been secure. Like now, no one would have ever thought, you know, Carter would get to ran Carter's over. defense. To Carter's defense, in that play, if you rewatch it, and I, not you, but if it gets rewatched, make sure you see that Jalen Phillips <clears throat> pushed the running back into him. So. Not to say, you know, the running back wasn't already going fast, wasn't able to take him out anyways, but he did get some momentum, and it's a big boy in Jalen Phillips who pushed him straight into Carter. I feel bad for Carter. I mean, it, it's embarrassing, and yeah, so he got what? folded. He's on the TikToks with the oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, oh, no. But uh, to his defense, you know, on that play, he did have a little extra momentum coming his way. At the end of the day, you got to get low. You got to get ready yeah, and square that, up. But there was another play. And that. <laughs> exactly. That one, I'm not, I'm not talking. I can't help you with that one, bro. You feel me? No one can help him with that one. Uh, not Bradley Jennings either, who swam, who ran right by and got hit with a spin move. Like, you could just tell that he had his eyes closed when he went after him. Like, you could just tell just by the way. Those he, running backs were way too explosive. Way too explosive to, to be able, like, giving them more than what they are doing you can't you're you not want, gonna you want to know how much they average uh north carolina average per carry 10.1 yards per carry so that means every time they wanted a first down they would just give the ball to their running back they have a possible first round pick as a quarterback and he handed that ball off 50 something times <laughs> 55 and, and times who would have thought that was going to be the key to their victory yeah. i mean obviously we knew we knew in a sense of we had to stop victory. the run. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They, if they can run the ball, they, they have a great chance. But we didn't think Who it was going to destroy that us. Who knew that was going to happen? Yeah. Who knew that Sam Howell would say, oh, every time I hand the ball off, we're going to get 10 yards? And it looked <sighs> so exactly as it sounds. Every time they hand the ball off, it was like breakaway. Uh, okay, nine yards. Here's a safety or a corner uh, running downfield trying geez. to save a tackle. Bubba, Bolden, and Takori Couch ran, and Ivy, even Ivy, I'm not going to no, no, We'll talk about Ivy. They, they, they chased down so many like long, explosive plays. Like uh, I commend Takori Couch, Ivy, and Bubba for that. Uh, Nesta Silva, uh, Silvera, you know, he didn't play his best game, but his motor was there. He was running downfield uh, to make tackles. Yeah, so, I mean, he But has he did pride. not penetrate. He has pride. He, he, he did not penetrate the way I expect him to, um, but he did play with that motor. So, you know, the effort was there. Um, John Ford, a senior day, he made a couple of nice tackles in the backfield. One of our only couple tackles in the backfield. Sucks um, that we can't even celebrate it in the way that, you know, we would love to. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's just nothing. It's a lot on this defense. I want to talk about DJ Ivy, though. I think in the Clemson game, <clears throat> in the Clemson game, there was – 
the was it Roche that jumped offside earlier, Phillips? It was Roche with the pit, he he was standing offside. Yeah, and, and and we got him, stopped him on third down. Yep, that we gave him a free first down with with that, and you know you can you can argue that that changed the course of the game, and rightfully so. I mean, we get the ball back there, and maybe we put up three points, maybe we go down and score um, yep. a quick seven. That yep. changes the dynamic of playing Clemson. Now, fast forward to this week. DJ Ivy gets beat. Then DJ Ivy catches a pick. But that pick gets called back. What was it? 12 men on the field? Yeah, so it was like 15 to be yeah. honest. So we were trying to rotate. I don't know. I don't know why they are trying to rotate that heavy. Um Yeah, that just, that, that brings up that coaching conversation yeah, just, we uh, might it's have. Just, to have. It's just uh, it's just it just when I mean rotate so heavy, I didn't mean like a lot of guys, but I mean heavy as in they're rotating their D linemen. You know, if you want to get speed on the field and you throw some linebackers on or you throw some strikers on or nickel corners or whatever, they're going to get on and off the field mm-hmm. quick. You got big uglies running. You know, that was a 60-yard, 50-yard pass to Ivy. They're running 50, 60 yards downfield, and then you're trying to, you know, wave so, them off. Then you're trying to wave them off. Like, that's bad coaching. And then, I mean, it all, it all, now that you look at it from a grand scheme of things, that's it's, bad coaching. It's, it's Manny bad Davis coaching. Saved us. Manny, uh, Manny saved us with a timeout. That's what they had. It It wasn't a flag. Manny saved us with a timeout. It gave him five. Like, that was good coaching from Manny. But, uh, you know, he's not in charge of the substitutions. So he needs to look at who the fuck was substituting, which we know who was. Uh, that goes through Baker. Um, so, yeah, because your, your D-line wing coach does not substitute. He has his group ready. And he lets, you know, the D coordinator know who's going to be who's his, ready, who's ready, his who's fifth not. and sixth guy because you tried out four. So he's going to have his fifth and sixth guy. And when it's time, they'll rotate, you know, and then the seventh and eighth guy, boom, they'll rotate. Like, it's it's a schematic thing. That, that turnover chain was going to change the afternoon. And yeah. it came back. You know, it was a timeout we had to call, sacrifice, or it was a flag we got, right? We got flagged for it. We didn't call the timeout. No, no, we, we, oh, called, we called the timeout. The time. Okay, so, so we called the timeout. The t- avoid the flag. And we didn't get the flag. And but from that moment on, from that moment on, I think the whole course of the game kind of just like, yeah. like, I don't know if, I feel like the defense didn't come out with, yeah, with Ivy that, had another no opportunity. Attitude. He had an opportunity for another pick that came into him. He was in zone coverage. I think they lost the And he, uh, Brown tipped the pass, and uh, Ivy could have caught it off the tip, but he didn't have the ball skills to pull it in. And that was before his his pick that got called back due to the previous timeout that Manny Diaz called right before his snap. Um, so make that play, and that stands. That's you know? true. That's so, true. Uh, and then the bomb to Brown, obviously, okay, he was going against Diami Brown. That inside release oh, was dirty. He, he's an NFL talent at receiver. He's special. Um, we know that everybody knows that NFL knows that. Um, so he's definitely, uh, you know, a top, he's a, he's a you know, day two or day three pick for sure. Um, so that's talent. And so he, so this is called a jab stick. So his, his right leg is lined up for, uh, forward cause his quarterback is to the right. You always have your inside leg to the quarterback. And so he goes inside with his right leg one step. And then plants outside to shoot right back in. Um, so that jab is that one like initial nudge open inside. Him <clears throat> Get him to open up inside. Then I'm planting. <clears throat> and now I'm back inside. And what that does is the DB shifting his feet. Bye bye. His DB shifting away his feet. And he doesn't get a chance to put his hands on you. 
So he got a free release off of Ivy due to his footwork, Full speed. and it was over. And then he stacked him. And so, Howell put a perfect yeah, ball. It was a perfect, perfect ball, ball, beautiful ball. And he stacked the fuck out of Ivy. And within two steps, he was already you know within Ivy's shoulder pad to helmet ratio, which is how you want to stack. You don't want to be on top of them because then your feet can get tangled. You want to be a yard over, half a yard, you know, a yard up, you know, up top, and then half a yard over, um, so your feet don't get tangled. So that was just perfect. Like, and then the ball, it dropped right on the outside shoulder. So even if Ivy wasn't covered, <laughs> there was no like, play. There was nothing that play, that could have stopped that play. Like, unless, you know, Mike Grumpf went out there and played man. Like, yeah. there was nothing that was going to stop that play. Well, 2000s, Mike Grumpf. Look, like, man. still. DJ Ivy was, they were picking on him. They were picking on him. Yeah. And understandably, you know, they do have NFL talent out there. Uh, but there was also that play in the second half, was it, where Carter was supposed to be over the top? Yeah, so basically, um, it was cover two. Um, everybody on the this field is, played cover is, two. So everybody knows this is when we punted them the ball, and they got it. It was a great punt yeah, by on the Lou. Six yard line. Shout yeah. out to Lou coming back for twenty one, yeah, yes, sir. But um, and we're hype about that. But yeah, we punted them. We got them down to like the ten or the nine or so. Yeah, they're they were inside the ten. Um, so basically, what happened was. Everybody on this play, I did the cover, uh, the film. Everybody on this play ran cover two except Amari Carter. He went deep third in the middle, uh, like cover three, and left Ivy hanging, bro. You see Ivy, you know, dropping in his zone, screaming at Carter while he's running, you know, trying to get back. And Carter's just lost, bro. And then, you know, Ivy and Bubba Bull didn't run that guy down. Like, that was a big coverage bust by Carter. Like, you have over the top, you're covered too. Like, the cornerback is talking to you as the guy goes deep. He's trying to do you a favor and let you know someone's streaking. And you, you, you turn your back to the guy. And what do you do? I mean, it's senior day. The seniors aren't performing. Like, you know, shout out to Mike Harley, like I said. But I'm performed. talking about defense right now. Um, you, nobody's, nobody's there just taking a hold of the huddle and saying, listen, guys, like, lock in. Lock in. The, it, the defense didn't look any different from 15 minutes in the first quarter. To the end. To the <laughs> end. Literally to zeros on the clock. And I didn't notice one. You you watched the film. You rewatched it. You did that. And I understand if you saw something. I didn't see anything as far as the defensive attitude change. And the way they were able to run that ball all night shows you there's some quit in there. There's some oh. quit. There's some quit. And what makes me upset is that we spoke about this team not having any quit. Because they have proven that to this point. And then, you know, adversity hit. I guess they found their breaking point. Yeah, adversity hit. And, you know, it when it rains, it pours. It's a little bit and, of quit in everybody. <laughs> but I, I just have to say this. Um, why did Zach McLeod redshirt in 2019? It was supposed to be you stay and you're going to lead the linebacking corp in 2020. It's going to be a young corpse. You're going to be that leader. He has done the opposite of that, bro. He's literally become a liability. And it's so bad to see the regression. Because, like, do you remember the days where Zach McLeod was part of the Bermuda Triangle? Yep. And I think that, that gave that? him the real confidence um, to be the player he was. I don't I don't know that. I don't think he, yeah. he's not. I don't know that. I don't want to word it. To to a disrespectful point, I just don't know that he's the guy to lead the linebacker, you know, room. Yeah, and, or just you know, lead it with play. Don't you don't have to 
be a hoorah. Well, it's you clearly know, not that guy. Exactly. But I don't know that he's even the guy to, to get him raw, to get him ready and get him, get he him never, right. He never recovered from when the striker position got born. When the striker position was born and he started losing those snaps to Finley. Finley and was then, out there. And then, then, and then off rip. Then, you know, 2019 came. Finley was out there starting at, you know. Catch and pick. He just never recovered that from that. Like when he lost those snaps, like I don't think I've ever. That's a seen personal it. problem, bro. Yeah, to like, be honest, like you you didn't see that. <laughs> you look at Shaq and <laughs> you look at Shaq and Pick. Like, yeah, well, those boys played till the last game on the schedule. Yeah, well, because they played though, because Finley was taking that. McLeod snaps. I, but but McLeod, so, I'm just saying he didn't right. recover. But the reason he didn't recover, or the reason he was getting his snaps taken. Is because his play wasn't there. Yeah, You're not taking covered. snaps from anybody for, else. For sure, his coverage has always been, you know, a liability, and we've seen that this year. And um, now his his pursuit has been a liability this year. Yeah, and it's his it, strong suit. When your strong suit becomes a liability, yeah, and your liability is already. Um, yeah, so <laughs> you have sucks. so on on a given play on defense, depending on your call. Um, you have your your you know your gaps that you're uh, you know depending on the way Blake Baker calls account. <laughs> Accounted before, which Manny Diaz did confirm that Blake Baker does call the plays on game day. He said that um, all the defensive staff, you know, work together throughout the week to game plan and that it, it is Baker's show on Saturday. It was clearly Baker's show on, <laughs> Saturday, on Saturday. It was Baker's freaking movie. I mean, it's cl- it's going to be Baker's show in our, in our bowl game. So it's something that you guys got to be ready for. Yeah. So everybody wants, uh, you know, Baker to be fired. All the universities are cash strapped unless you're Auburn <laughs> straight up and you can pay a coach twenty one million not to coach you and then uh you or know, Florida State pay yeah, but you saw what happened to them. They they're regretting it now. No, though, for sure. They're, they're, for sure. They're Willie Tigers making for sure little money at FAU to offset the money that oh, yeah. FSU owes them. Uh, which and he would have had that program in a way better place today than Mike Norman. <laughs> Most likely, I, mean, I bet there wouldn't probably be thirty players in the transfer portal. Like they would still <laughs> yeah. be lined up to play for Tiger. They might be not be good, but they'll be lined up to play. Exactly. Um, but anyways, like FSU, um, <laughs> it's just okay. So Blake Baker, we'll, we'll get into it. Somebody's got to go. Like I don't think Manny fires his boy uh, and his little protege. You would like to say. Uh, but because he Greg Baker was a grad assistant under Manny Diaz at Texas, yeah. um, and, and and this was brought up to me Saturday night. Not to cut you off there, but the day I believe it was the day that Manny Diaz and the Texas defense <laughs> got blown out, and they let they had what BYU. over fifty points put up on them. I believe it was yeah, over five hundred and fifty yards. Over night. yes, that was. That was the stat. Taysom Hill. <laughs> that, that's the stat. That's Everybody go look at this do. guy. That's what got me. Taysom Hill at BYU and his team for over 550 rushing yards. Blake Baker and Manny Diaz was gone. You feel me? Like, yeah, well, gone. Like, yeah. Mac Brown, the coach for New York <laughs> fired him. And, who, <laughs> so. and who's the coach for you? Yeah, exactly. And who just ran for 550 yards on the Hurricanes? But, exactly. So, like, you got to let somebody go. I don't think, and, you know. Real quick, you know, obviously Manny Diaz is not – it's not his responsibility for North Carolina running for 550 yards. As you just mentioned, Blake Baker and all the defensive staff get together. They try to figure out what's going to be the best game plan. That's what they came up with. Not Manny Diaz. Manny Diaz didn't come up with that game plan per se. I'm sure he had here and there's, but you're going to tell me that 
this is ex- except when you start accepting poor performance and there's no standard because I already know that the, there's no standard for offensive line. We already spoke about that. There's no standard to play O-line at UM. And until proven by anybody else, proven by the offensive fucking line, I'm not going to feel any other way. But there has to be a standard when you're playing defense for the uh, UM and coaching. So we know that there's not going to be anybody or any, any moves being made right now or before the bowl game. What happens yeah, when Manny, we get embarrassed in the bowl game? Yeah, well, Manny said this in a press conference that he will. In, uh, oh, and the team gets a week, uh, extra week of uh, yeah, emotional, emotional support break. Yeah, explain uh, that to me. <laughs> Put me <laughs> on the spot, fam. Man, they'd be running all week. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, we don't have. Pl- when I heard we don't have practice this week, I, 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 I was like, we don't have what? Yeah, but you just had your worst game ever. Yo, bro. Y'all boys better meet like, up at the field yo, on Saturday. Hey, man, like, like, yo, any coach in my life, like, fifty three better we be doing, calling up. We doing up down <laughs> linebacker practice. Like, yo, we in the st- yo. You know how much times after games? I've never lost a game sixty two to twenty six, and I'm like, yo, you know, we we college kids, we we had grown, you know, to a point we're above eighteen, we're adults, and. We running up the damn bleachers yep. after losing games yep. like that. I'm telling you right now, I never like. I never seen we gonna take this week, uh, week off. off. Like bro. y'all might as well just take a team vacation, bro. Yeah, exactly. I, I bro, yo, there's times I done took my jersey and pads off, and I I got running shoes on, and we doing up downs and running up bleachers after football games. Where the hell is that energy? I've at? never heard emotional. Like he could have worded it wrong. He could have worded it better. He could have been like, "Yo, we're gonna give a week. You know, we rushed everybody back from testing. We know we're gonna let. You know, we're gonna make sure because they're still doing like extra like health screens Listen, due to our blades situation. Oh, and so, I actually wanted to start the pod. We'll stop right there. I wanted to start the podcast wishing well to our blades. Um, yeah, I do wish well. because obviously what he's dealing with is is a stressful time and. It's the holiday season. Nobody even wants to be, you know, in that predicament in general, let alone the holiday season, let alone his team letting him down. Like, you're supposed to play for your brothers, bro. Like, but nonetheless, yeah. you know, shout out to our Blades, so, and, and we, yeah. we really so wish I you did a hear, recovery. I, yeah, I wish the best for Blades, and, um, you know, I'm not going to speak on some of the arguments I had on Twitter with people who were, <laughs> yeah, you know, commenting bad. that he was transferring and all that stuff. You know, those tweets look really bad right now. Um, but... Yeah, uh, but I heard they're actually doing some, you know, med- extra medical testing, you know, extra stuff. So I know they're not just, you know. So they need to have the chief of staff, Ed Reed, be the one yeah, saying I what think, they got to say. I think what uh, Manny Diaz is trying to say is they're going to have off scheduled practices. He wants to see who's going to put in the work on their own because it's it's going to be the, it's, it's the time now where he's he has to identify what which players the film's going to show him. But he needs to identify which players are in. Yeah, there's there's players that players that weren't in on Saturday that, you know, probably looked themselves in the mirror and like, yo, I gotta be better. Right. And he wants to see, right. you know, those players, you know, come out and come forward yeah. and try to lead and try to get guys like they're not gonna be off the whole week. Like Yeah, but not, and, and I understand that. But Manny Diaz at this point right now it was comical, in his though. coaching career at University of Miami, he cannot say anything wrong. There can't. There's no. There's no room for any more error until like this bowl game has to go perfect. And not to say that this is Manny Diaz's head, you know, on a spike. If not, because I'm Team Manny Diaz. I support Manny Diaz. I think he's doing a great job. Uh, yeah. uh, over over 
way above average job. It's not great. It's way above average. And, and the team plays for Manny Diaz. He has the locker room, you know, where he wants them. But this is this type of game here. This is going to show you if they're really playing for you. This is going to show you if they really respect you. Um, you just can't come to the media and tell them that you're going to give the team an emotional support week off. Like yeah, that, I that's think that was just poor. horrible. That's like, poor. Yeah, I'm not I, I for don't that. Yeah, I'm not for and, it. And then, just you know, horrible. going back to the right now, nobody's, you know, nobody's getting fired. We're going to rock out with this. Yeah, well, he said that we're going to evaluate after the bowl game, which is what he did last year. His and first, it's he, fair enough. He fired Dan Enos within 24 hours. It's fair enough. But he could have fired Dan Enos before the first quarter. And we possibly <laughs> could have. Let's be honest. You can't fire. <laughs> Let's be honest. Bro. It was not, the bowl game. You have to fire. Minutes. Who was, who was going to be the, the, the offensive coordinator for no, that game? No, fair enough. Fair enough. But, Manny Diaz cannot do it. So let me ask you this. He do was, we have a defensive coordinator in place if we fire Blake Baker today? Yeah. Okay. That's the difference, right? Yeah, I know, but Manny Diaz would have to take over there from that because him, it would be him and Bando. It would be him and Bando. It would be him and Bando if you know Blake Baker was to go man, before Banda the bowl game. Get that spot, man. That boy, right, man. Yeah, I, I fuck with Bando. That boy, he, right, man. I, I just this whole when Manny Diaz, thing. yeah, when Manny Diaz left, uh, Rick bumped up Bando. Right. So right. like, I, I fucked with that. Right, I was right, ready for that. Right. And then when Diaz came back, I was I was ready for that too. Right. But like, yeah, you know. You know, at the end of the day, we were six and seven last year with two wins against group of five teams and two losses <laughs> against group of five teams. So to you know, come out here and win, you know, seven ACC games and you know a group, one of the better group of five teams, you know, UAB, you know, sitting at eight and two um, with your only losses to Clemson and then you know North Carolina, um, who everybody penciled as losses before the season anyway. Uh, you got to be. A bad taste in your mouth. Any like from UNC, there's no way around it. Yeah. Um. There's, there's just a 62 point sword. Somebody's gonna have to fall on, and uh, lose their job for. Um. But, you know, you, you can't let it cloud the season as a success. Like we wanted the offense to be good enough to win, to recruit well, and uh, it's we have a you know a great class. You know, like signing days tomorrow or for early signing period, and you know we got guys lined up to sign like everybody's tweeting oh i'll be going on ig live signing yes, here sir. i'll be going like ryan basically the whole class is signing you know the bridgewater i mean not bridgewater <laughs> the northwestern <laughs> northwestern kids you know from you know Mello, brantley you know like all the kids are signing williams borgales elijah royal curtis chase smith dad franklin you know there was flirting there was talk that you know brashad smith was our four-star receiver uh, from miami palmetto was flirting uh, with other schools, but uh, he posted on his Instagram that he's signing with UM tomorrow at 11:40 a.m. Quieting those rumors, uh, you know we're, we're getting guys to you know sign, but those are guys we have committed. Um, we do have some spots left in the class, and uh, we need to get some of those guys in. And we have five scholarship cornerbacks on the roster, so you guys know cornerback is a big position of need. Um, so Demarius McGee. Uh, he's from Pensacola, Florida. He's a top 100 talent, a cornerback. He was previously committed to Tennessee. He decommitted. Uh, it's he's been said to be a Miami LSU battle. Uh, LSU looks to be ahead, uh, but LSU is also having a horrible season. They're getting a lot of bad street rep right now for the scandals they had going on. Uh, they just did a self-imposement, uh, so we don't know how that's going to work out. I do. I don't think he's coming. Uh, but he is someone just to keep a name out, for, uh, eye out for. Like if there was going to be a surprise, 
that's like the kind of candidate for a surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't expect him to come, but you know if he comes, obviously it's a surprise. That's why I'm calling it that. Um, Jaden McBurrows, uh, local out of St. Thomas, three star. He's committed to Michigan. <laughs> yeah, I mean you don't even need to watch football to know that you know huh. Harbaugh's on the hot they seat. They just got the last three games canceled. <laughs> yeah, you feel me? Like Harbaugh's on the hot seat. Um, so we're after him hard. Um, I like the kid. He's 5'10", 170, um, great coverage skills. So you're seeing that out of some recent corners that are coming out of uh, St. Thomas that we need to start getting. Uh, so, you know, I, I like him, but those guys are signing tomorrow. So those are guys that, you know, we could try to get. And then staying with cornerback, we do have, so Gus Malzahn uh, was fired from Auburn. And uh, Tavares Dawson, you know, cornerback we were after early in this cycle uh, out of, you know, the Lehigh, Fort Myers area uh, where Malik Curtis is from. Um, He's from that west coast of Florida. You know, he's a cornerback, 5'10", elite speed. You know, he's he's like a Curtis level speed, like, you know, that type speed. And it's just he had 958 yards on offense with 14 touchdowns and seven interceptions as a senior this Mm. year. The ball skills and speed is like that Ivy play. Like, you know, when he get beat, like, that's the type of speed we need to add in the DB room. And that's, I was thinking about it, and I, I, I want Malik Curtis to play offense, but we really, <laughs> <For need fun. laughs> that, we really need that speed at cornerback. And it's just because the, all the weapons we have coming in at receiver um, and the weapons we already I mean, have. fast corner is UN football. So we, we might need to, you know, get him in. But uh, everybody wants to know about, you know, Jake Garcia, top 100 quarterback from 247 uh he's signing tomorrow at 6 30 um P- pst steve wolfhorn or wolfhorn i forgot uh or i'm just tripping right now uh he moved his confidence score up from uh seven or eight to a nine that garcia comes because of some some comments that and talks he had with his sources um a lot of other people have been projecting him um his dad has basically said he's coming to miami just because he said Miami's really the only school he's talking to and that he's not planning on visiting anywhere. Um, so it was pretty much a Miami deal. Right. So we'll see tomorrow at 6.30 uh, to make sure. And the boy James. Yeah, James is signing at, signing at 6.30. I'm going to watch that. Yeah. So, like, bro, like all of them are signing around the same time. So it's just like, uh, bro, I need, like, a quadruple monitor set up <laughs> to try to get, like, all of that. You got to use your, mo- your mom's phone, your dad's phone. iPads, phone. tablets, whatever you got. <laughs> I need every device in the house on Instagram Live right now. Yeah, man. So we'll probably do a pod to, you know, talk about early signing period once the three days yes, is over. Sir. And uh, we'll, we'll see what's good. Yeah, I'm ready for that. I'm glad we got this out the way. It was something that we kind of needed to to do, a little intervention, a little get real moment. But, hey, if anybody knows Steve-O's rocking with the U, I'm rocking with the U. That's forever. So it's nothing like that. It's just a lot of frustration. Could have been a greater end to the season. We would have loved to see us, you know, playing on New Year's, getting one of those big bowl games, beating a team like North Carolina because who doesn't want to beat a North Carolina? I'm a Duke basketball fan. We just beat the shit out of Duke football, and I'm as glad as I am about it. Why couldn't we do that with uh, North Carolina? Hey, we appreciate you guys nonetheless for listening, checking in, retweeting, sharing, subscribing, liking, following us on Twitter. Um, You can follow us on Twitter at 365KanesInfo. Follow Steve on Twitter at SteveOTDD, dog dog. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Leon Phelps. That's two E's. Thank y'all for listening. Yo, yo.